welcome to the Boutique Hotel News podcast, where we share the latest news, comment and opinion from across the sector, along with thought-provoking interviews with industry leaders. My name's Eloise Hansen, news reporter at BHN and host of this week's episode. Here I'm joined with Malcolm Hendry, General Manager at Hotel 41 and the Rubens at the Palace, where we talk about the paranoia of making changes to the guest experience, as well as occupancy levels during the first full weekend of reopening. So Hotel 41 has a very unique and unusual layout. What measures have you introduced to ensure compliance with government guidelines? Great question. Um, I mean, we, we, we're really lucky. Uh, in Hotel 41, and actually all the Red Carnation hotels um, are, are very blessed with with great-sized and, and spacious guest areas, you know, lounges. In our case, our executive lounge at 41 is a split level uh, up and down. Uh, we've got our boardroom that just sits just off, off the executive lounge there, and, and uh, we have some great space. And, and, and truth be told, uh, we haven't had to do anything from the layout quite dramatic at all. We've sympathetically moved the the facing of, of one or two of our, our lounge chairs. Uh, I've I can think of, I've taken a table of two and made it a four so that the the pathway from a staircase allows the the appropriate space and and uh, you know I'm really happy with how the the uh, lounge looks because it, it it's it's Unless you were specifically knowing what you're looking for, I'm not sure if many guests or or actually team members might see the subtle changes that we've we've uh, had to introduce. It, it's always been a very uh, a very spacious lounge for the size of hotel we are. You know, with 28 uh, suites and and guest bedrooms, uh, and and the, the the pure nature of 40 being being uh, a residential hotel, you can't just pop in for a, a bite to eat or a glass of champagne or, or, or what one might normally pop into a hotel for. You have to be a guest that's staying in the hotel or indeed a guest of a guest. And because of that, it, it maintains, if you like, a cap on the number of, of people we have in the lounge. So the number of tables and the space that we have versus, you know, the, the, the number of guests, it, it, it's just a great marriage uh, together. And, and You've, you've never, I think about my years in 41 now, you've never really had to wait for a table. We've always been able to uh, enjoy offering the table that is as, as, as far away from another guest in the lounge as, as you, you know, see fit. So it, it's, it, we never had a lounge that sits on top of each other and it's not ever been a fast food type table, 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 table. We've always had great space and, and one or two sympathetic movements and, yeah, we, we're, we're very ha- happy with the, the layout. Hotel 41 and the Rubens at the Palace are both five-star properties, part of Red Carnation Hotels. What steps did you take to realign the new service standards with the luxury segment? Um, I mean, I mean, for us, you know, once we, you know, understood, you know, we, we took advice from WHO, WTTC, uh, listen to the guidelines given by by the government. Once we really understood it, then we got we got really uh, busy looking at each each stage of of the guest experience, uh, and and went through that from you know from a reservation point of view right the way through to the arrival processes and 
you know, offerings from breakfast to menus, uh, guest bedrooms. But um, I mean, if, if I think about using the example uh, that, that we've done with our our breakfast, our breakfast menu uh, of, of, of all the interviews that I've done over the last couple of months, you know, the the the, the breakfast buffet was one of always one of the key questions I would get is, is what's going to happen to the breakfast buffet when if, if, if it's being taken away, almost a, a paranoia that if we take something away, then then less will be, be given. And we, we've actually approached it uh, as a real opportunity. Uh, and, and yes, we haven't got that continental buffet offering that we've had of, of, of years past, but we've, we've had the opportunity with Chef to to look at everything on, on that buffet and, and come up and create you know some an incredible you know continental a la carte offering for our guests and it really does remind me of of the the time that the the old rubens if you like pre-refurbishment of 2016 uh, had this unbelievable hot full english buffet with a, a couple of dishes on request and and uh, there, there's almost like a paranoia around you know, I was taking away that that hot buffy and 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 I remember at the time I think that paranoia even led into to my paranoia as well. So many guests <laughs> having over fifteen years told me how much they loved it. Uh, here, here I am taking it away. But at that time, as we've done with it, the Continental offering now at, at forty one and the Rubens, you know, we we replaced that that hot buffy with this incredible you know breakfast menu that we were able to offer you know a range of dishes that we could never have done. In, in, in a buffet sense, you know, take advantage of, you know, products and, and flavors and dishes that we could never have done in a buffet sense. So, yes, we'd taken away, uh, you know, eat all you want sausages type experience or, or whatever uh, tickled one's fancy at the time and, and replaced it with these unbelievable dishes that, that you could enjoy so much more of a, a selection and, and vary your breakfast sort of experience over the days of your sales. We, we've done the same with uh, with uh, the, the breakfast offering, to use an example as something we've done. Uh, I think what, what, you know, one or two of the things that I've been asked a lot about is is signage and and, and systems and, and how, how, how much that would dominate a guest experience. And, and, and again, we, we approached that, that, that having listened to to what our guests were telling us and, and taking on board the advice and guidelines, but listening to our guests, because I do believe that, that you know, our guests do, you know, teach us our business and, and uh, re really they didn't want it to dominate their experience. The, the guests were saying that they wanted to enjoy, uh, you know, an environment that, that gave them the opportunity to, you know, be safe and, and an environment that they understood that the, hotel itself had thought about it coming back to lounge spacing but so you know we, we if you come through to 41 you you will see one or two sympathetic signages in in there reminding of of the the need for for distancing you you will see uh one or two really nice good looking sanitization stations uh you know but they've always really been there you know they, 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 we've always had sanitization in in our 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 sort of staff areas, our back of house, it'll be part of what we do. Uh, you know, back of house hand wash facilities have always been there. And, and, and uh, you know, so that's always been there. But from a guest point of view, 
you know, sitting in the lounge. If you really look for for them, they'll be there. You'll see them, uh, but they won't dominate the experience. Uh, and and that's what guests are are telling us before we reopen that they're certainly uh, agreeing that's what they they want to see. We see guests using the sanitization stations that that are, are there. It's not in everyone's face. Uh, people can see, you know, the, the sympathetic signage, but it's not in one's face. It, it, it's there. And, and, you know, we, we don't run away from talking about it. I, I say we, we've repositioned the, the journey of a guest that really has always, if, if you think pre-lockdown, you know, the, the journey around 41, because of the numbers and that small boutique environment we are, you know, you've never been on top of team members. You've never been on top of other guests. Uh, but it, it is there. Uh, it is there if you really look for it. And having reopened both hotels on July 4th, at what occupancy have you been operating and how do you expect this to change in the coming months? Well, it, it, it's good news is that the you know, we are experiencing higher occupancies than, than I, I initially thought. Uh, we're sort of five days in now. And, and uh, you know, this week we've, we've really been seeing around the, the sort of 30% mark in, into 41. And, and into this weekend, uh, we're through the 60s. Uh, Saturday itself is just, just a smidgen under, under 70, which, which is great. You know, I, I, I put aside the, the first weekend. Uh, this is the first full weekend we've been open that Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So really pleased at that. Uh, it's it's a, a, a good issue that, that my managers, you know, enjoy talking to me about, uh, you know, the excitement of having to bring back one or two members from furlough, which is always the, the ambition to, to do make the hotels busier, uh, you know, so we can do that sort of thing. I've, I've reassured them that's a great conversation to, to have, you know, that we we maybe need more team members to look after more guests that's what we want to, to go uh what i mean it, it probably is stating the obvious the the pickup is very very short term if you look mm -hmm. at this weekend versus seven days ago it was nowhere near you know where where it is now we've seen a lot of guests extending that, that more so than ever before so a lot of i think we've got a number of guests in, in both properties this week that they've almost like arrived seeing that they've enjoyed the environment, seeing that they're comfortable in the environment, uh, you know, seeing that there's actually a lot to do in London as well. You know, this, this, you know, I know that, that a number of places are, are still not in operation, you know, bars, restaurants and, and, and cafes, but there are a number that are open, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, the shops, you know, the iconic shops are, are still open, the sites of London, you know, the parks, you know, everything is, 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 Yes, unfortunately, things like the theatres that are so important to London still remain closed. But there is such a lot that it's, it is is there to offer, and and uh, yeah, it, it's we we just hope that 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 continues, and and we hope that that you know people continue to extend, seeing that that it is very enjoyable to have a, a break in London right now, and and they're they're assured by what they see in in, in both hotels that, that I speak on on behalf of. And we're also really hoping that, that, you know, these people, you know, through the reviews and, and, and their friends, you know, guests share their experiences about our hotels and others, you know, their experiences of how great London still is at, at, at this time with what we've been through for the last three and a half months. And, and almost like a, a sort of snowball effect starts to happen. 
you know, we're clearly being led by the, the domestic market right now. And, and certainly the dominance in, in the guests that stay with us come from mm -hmm. a, uh, a domestic market. I, we, we've seen uh, a few guests actually that actually live in London that come to stay with us just because they have, you know, spent three and a half months in, in lockdown and, you know, the excitement of having been able to come and stay in a hotel. So we were Londoners uh, more than, than, than ever coming and say, which is great fun. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, the coming months. You know, we, we just hope that that the that snowball takes takes effect and, and, and more people feel comfortable to make reservations. And as, as we see one or two more hotels reopen around our collection, Red Carnation Hotels and and around town that that London starts to bounce back as as quickly as it can you know in my 27 years here you know it's, it's always had the ability to bounce back quicker mm -hmm. than expected from it from anything we're hoping that's the case it is but we we're going to be doing whatever we can to be part of leading that charge and ensure that every single guest that comes and stays with us we, we're you know we're delivering those incredible service experiences that, that we know we can and have done over the years and and uh yeah, and and really, you know, hope that people enjoy and and it's great to have the teams back with us after you know months away, and it's just great to have have the hotels open again. And and what are you what are you learning from the process? Have you had any surprises along the way? Um, you know, it, it it is the great. It's always been the great thing about industry. You you always learn along the way. Yeah, it, it, no matter when you are, you're constantly learning. You know, and, and that that's always been the case in throughout my career. I've always been told that as well, but it, it, I, I truly believe that. So you know, we're we're learning, you know, different technical ways to to serve an a la carte breakfast, continental versus a buffet. So the, the skill sets that we're giving to the team members, and as as a, a manager, you're involved with experiencing so things like that. That they were we're obviously learning there. We're we're learning that. Uh, you know, guests are very comfortable. Certainly, the first wave of guests are are very comfortable uh, in in hotels and and bars and restaurants in that post lockdown environment. Uh, we were doing that surprises. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll admit that you know when you you've got the majority of your team um, coming back after three and a half months away from the 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 hotels, you know, I, I had a little fear that uh, they might come back rather rusty, rather, uh, you know, <laughs> not as fluent as, as, as they, they might have been and, and whatever they've all been doing for three and a half months and, and, and keeping in touch. I know most of, of that. I've been really, really happy that, that the drive that they've all come back to, to the hotel with that want and willingness to, to work, the adaptability, we've, we've obviously opened the hotels mm -hmm. at a lesser occupancy in July this year than we would have had in previous years. So mm -hmm. at a team size is a little bit on the lower end. So we've had uh, a bit of, you know, job role sharing to get our heads round and, and departments have had to naturally work a little bit closer together. And, and you know, their adaptability is, has been, I shouldn't say a surprise, I may be a bit unfair, but you know, you, you, it's unusual coming back after three and a half months, but I've been been super happy and, and, and so impressed with everyone's attitude, 
everyone's work ethic and people just want to get back and work and and do what we're great at and, and do what they want to do is, is look after guests mm-hmm. so i'm really happy with that thanks for listening to the boutique hotel news podcast if you'd like to keep up to date with industry news head on over to boutiquehotelnews.com and sign up to our twice weekly newsletter Boutique Hotel News is part of the international hospitality media portfolio. This November, we launched the Urban Living Festival 2020 in London. We're inviting urban innovators and investors at the cutting edge of contemporary hospitality and real estate to look to the future and collectively define where we stay, live and work. Visit urbanlivingfestival.com for more details. and how taking away from it has improved the hotel's offering.